good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. We will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So we come here to worship our Lord and our Savior who is so good to us. So now I'm going to give you some announcements. This won't take long. Ten minutes or so. We're going to start off with um, this afternoon, 5 o'clock. I'm trusting the weather's supposed to be really good. We're going to be meeting out in the parking lot. It's not to put this way. And we're going to kick off the VBS. And uh, there's going to be games for the little children. And um, something to eat. That's always good. Um, good Nazarenes, they always eat. Yeah, it should be changed to full gospel, you know. Get full before you preach. But, um, and we're going to have some, we're going to jam music out there. I've got a couple of guitar players coming today, and we're going to have a time. Hey, and if it's nice, bring your lawn chair. We're, we're going to bring some chairs out, but if you bring your favorite lawn chair because you're going to sit and relax. You can kick your shoes off and, and uh, tap your feet, but don't dance. And uh, we're just going to have a great time. Five o'clock this afternoon to seven o'clock, a couple hours. We're going to kick off VBS and welcome the workers that are coming from Abbotsford, I believe they are, down the coast anyway. Uh, okay, don't forget. And we need your support. So everybody come. Yeah, even if it rains. If it rains, we're inside, okay? So you won't get wet, honest. It wouldn't hurt to be baptized again anyway. But anyways, let's go on. Um, Oh, I want to plug, put a plug in for next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to do Cowboy Church. Gerald and I are on. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have at least two, two Cowboy songs. Maybe more. We'll see what we can come up with. Next Sunday morning, you can wear your Cowboy hats and your Cowboy boots. That's permissible. Let's see what else is going on here today or this week. Uh, we've got a board meeting on Tuesday night for the board members prayer meeting on Wednesday night and we're having a good turnout and we're really having some good sessions of prayer. You've got to come because you're sure missing some good times. Uh, Alpha is going to start next month on September the 11th and uh, there again we, we need your support and uh, plan to attend. That's good. Um, am I missing something? Somebody speak up. We got it all? Hmm? We got it all? I guess. Okay. Then let's get on with this thing. Stand with me. Let's sing. Majesty. Worship His majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Majesty. Worship His majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Majesty, kingdom authority, flow from his throne unto his own, his anthem Magnify, come glorify, 
him his majesty. Jesus who died, now glorified, the King of all kings. Sing it again. Majesty. Worship his majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory. things there is no law those who belong to Christ have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires since we live by the spirit let us keep the spirit let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other um, well I, I really love that passage of scripture and the fruit of the spirit and it's just uh, so settling and brings a peace to your heart and your life and that uh, no one else can give. So this morning, let's just um, come before the Lord and, and, and worship his majesty. Uh, he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, and there's none greater. Father, we just praise you this morning. We come into your presence this morning with a thanksgiving in our hearts and the joy and the peace that only you can bring. And Lord, as we uh, worship you together this morning in, in uh, the songs, the hymns of praise, and, and uh, the message this morning, Lord, just uh, enlighten our hearts and encourage us and uh, hold us strong and steadfast uh, in the love that only you can give. We're thankful for each one that has come out this morning. We just pray a special blessing upon them that the Spirit of the Lord will fall upon your people today. And we just have a great a super time in your house of praise this morning i give you thanks in jesus wonderful name i pray amen you may be seated or you can remain standing what's our next song here let's go into another old good old song i heard an old old story how a savior came from glory sing it with me i heard an old old story how a savior came from glory how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about him. 
songbook i've got the page numbers here and i can tell you but you know it's up on the screen but so the next one is not number 130 i will sing of my redeemer everyone knows this one why don't you stand and let's sing it uh, same key different song yeah okay 
I will sing of my Redeemer and His wondrous love to me. On the cruel cross He suffered from the curse to set me free. Sing, oh sing of my Redeemer
it's time for the ushers to come forward and we'll take our morning offering. <clears throat> well, we got one usher. There they come. Come on. Hey, Cliff, would you pray for the offering this morning, please? Sure you can. Come up here. Father, we thank you today that we can come into your house, Lord. We just pray as um, you've given us so much um, in this uh, life here, Lord, that uh, the things that we earn from your um, blessings to us, Lord, we've given back to this church, Lord, and to your uh, kingdom, Lord so that we can just uh, spread your gospel throughout the uh, world. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go in the middle. Page 315. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way for the hand of God in all my life I see. And the reason of my blessed is the secret all this is that the Comforter abides with me. And he sin once I had no peace within till I heard how Jesus died upon the tree then I fell down at his feet and there came a peace so sweet now the comforter abides with me he abides he
there's no thirsting for the things of the world they've taken wings long ago i gave them up and instantly all my night was turned to day all my burdens rolled away now the comforter abides with me he abides he abides hallelujah he abides with me rejoicing night and day as i walk the narrow way for the comforter abides with me he is with me everywhere and he knows my every care I'm as happy as a bird and just as free. For the Spirit has control, Jesus satisfies my soul, since the Comforter abides with me. He abides, he abides, hallelujah, he abides with me. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way, for the Comforter abides with me. You know, I haven't got a book in front of me. I don't know how many verses there. I was looking at Jean and I thought maybe she might go one more. Anyways, I want you to stand with me and sing this next song, page 137, Oh, How I Love Jesus. And oh, how I love him today. I is sweeter every day as days go by. Um, let's start with the chorus. Oh, how I love Jesus. me. Mm -hmm. 
kids a moment. Here she comes. We're done. Hey, we need the kids up here. Aiden, I might need you a little closer here. Okay, I love that last song. Oh, how I love Jesus. Yesterday, I went to a ladies' tea, and it was so much fun. It was a bunch of ladies in the church, and we were talking about fruits of the Spirit and love and how we can show the beauty of God through our love. That was a question for us. Do you have any ideas of how we can do that? How we can show God's love? Thank God for the food he gives us every day. We can talk to him and thank him for the food. How can we show that love to others? By sharing. I am so glad you said that, Marissa. That is a great answer by sharing. Anybody else have any ideas? I loved one of the, oh, oh, oh. Being nice. Being nice, yes. And kindness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. One time I helped the one Maya got hurt, then I I know where the bandage is, so I and I, and and then then I then I go and and I help her. You you are very helpful, Soyan. So somebody got hurt and you knew where to get the band-aids and you got the band-aid to help them feel better, to help their owie. I got owie. Then, then the teacher told me where the band-aid is. Excellent. Also, um, no hitting. No hitting is a great way to show love. Okay, any, anybody else that hasn't talked yet? So I think, ladies, that the kids might have come up with a few more ideas than what we had. The one that I loved at the ladies' tea, somebody said we could bake cookies. I thought that was a great way to show love. And I want to show you the sign. Who can read? Oh, say it again. God's love. It says God's love. God's love. Okay, so you see this piece of paper, and there is 
Not yet, honey. There is four corners on this paper, right? So, if the four corners represented God's love and we took one of those corners away, how much would there be? Three. Who thinks there would be three? Okay, I want to show you something. Yes. <laughs> How many? Five. But we tried to take some of God's love away. And what happened? We got more. What would happen if I took another corner away? Are we ever going to run out of God's love when we give it away? No. Never. <laughs> okay, so this week, who remembers what we've got coming up? Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School. And there is a barbecue tonight in the parking lot between 5 and 7. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have Vacation Bible School. And there might be some kids here that we don't know. And so we want to show them God's love. We want God's love to shine through us. And so I've already heard some great ideas on what that looks like. Somebody said no hitting. Somebody said sharing. Somebody said getting a Band-Aid if somebody hurts themselves. What if we really, really, really want to play a game and there's a long lineup and we feel like we should budge? Would that be a good idea? No, we want to show God's love to Penticton. And I know that you guys are great at that. So before we go to our Sunday school rooms, I want to say a prayer. And then there's two aisles that you can walk down and high five somebody this morning. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your great love for us. And thank you for shining your love through these kids that are here. And I just pray, Lord, that you would speak to them, that they would have an encounter with you as they go to their Sunday school class to learn more about you. I pray that this week they would be still to hear your voice and follow you and want to learn more about you, that they would get into your word and that that would never leave them, leave them. We thank you for what you are doing in their lives. We thank you for what you are doing in the lives of the people in this congregation. And we just thank you for your blessings. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen.
Now that is a tough act to follow. <laughs> Let me tell you, I learned something through that illustration. We can never exhaust God's love. I think Sherry secretly was not only ministering to the kids, I think she was ministering to all of us as well. There's no doubt about that. Good job, Sherry. What a worker for the Lord. Good morning. My name is Dave Kelly, a former pastor of the Okanagan Falls Community Church from 2000 until May of 2010. Currently employed in my 26th year as a part-time paramedic with BC Ambulance. Something the Lord led me into back in 1993, and uh, more on that at another time, but I actually work a shift tonight. I do not want to see any of you tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Let's pause before we hear God's message. Let's pray. Bless the Lord, O my soul. In my inmost being, praise his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Loving Heavenly Father, we gather together, as you know, in the name of our living Savior, Jesus, to offer you not only our praise, but to give you our deepest adoration for who you are. You are God Almighty. You are the creator. You are the holy one set apart, apart from sin. You are pure. Father, we can only know you because our Lord Jesus died for our sins and your spirit has been rebirthed into our spirits. So we can say from our hearts, Father, we praise you and we do not want to forget all of your benefits. Father, we have salvation. We have eternal life. We have your spirit in us to guide us, to counsel us, to encourage us, to teach us how to walk as Jesus walked, and to empower us to do so. We have so much to be thankful for, Father. We can never run out of thank yous for what you've done for our lives. We have peace in our land. We have a future hope with you in eternity. We have the fellowship of brothers and sisters in the family of God. We have so much going for us. Father, we just honor you with grateful hearts this morning. Father, I want to pray. I'm sure all of us want to pray for those with health issues today, facing unknown futures. Father, may your Holy Spirit bring a truckload of peace into their lives to sustain them through whatever they may be dealing with with their doctors. Father, we want to join our hearts to pray for the VBS program starting tonight. And Father, this is not just vacation Bible school. Father, this is an evangelism opportunity to not only reach boys and girls for Jesus, but their parents as well. And so, Father, we pray your Holy Spirit would draw many here. We pray for the empowerment of your Spirit in the staff and the workers who will be ministering to these kids. We pray for the kids and the parents, Father, that there would be tilled soil ready to receive your precious word. Plant seeds, Father. We would love to see a harvest because we know it's your will that, that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we want to fulfill the great commission, but we need your help to do it. We commit our plans into your hands, Father. 
and pray that you would add your blessing and your favor in ways that will amaze us and even want us to praise you more. So we commit that Vacation Bible School and to your, your care. Father, speak to our hearts this morning. Already through the music and praises we've been singing, through the proclamation of your word, Father, give us listening ears today. There can be so many distractions, so, many, so much going on in our minds. Help us to tune in to that small, still voice of your spirit to receive the encouragement that we need every day to know that we're loved and that we're forgiven and that you will walk with us through anything till that day when we will see you face to face. These things we ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. A lawyer purchased a box of very rare and expensive cigars, then insured them against, among other things, fire. (laughs) Within a month, having smoked his entire stockpile of these great cigars, and without yet having made even his first premium payment on the policy, the lawyer filed a claim against the insurance company. In his claim, the lawyer stated the cigars were lost in a series of small fires. (laughs) The insurance company refused to pay, citing the obvious reason that the man had consumed the cigars in the normal fashion. And you know what? The lawyer sued and won. Now stay with me. Delivering the ruling, the judge agreed with the insurance company that the claim was frivolous. The judge stated, nevertheless, that the lawyer held a policy from the company which it had warranted that the cigars were insurable and also guaranteed that it would insure them against fire without defining what is considered to be unacceptable fire and was obligated to pay the claim. Rather than endure a lengthy and costly appeal process, the insurance company accepted the ruling and paid $15,000 to the lawyer for his loss of the cigars lost in the fires. And now for the best part. After the lawyer cashed the check, the insurance company had him arrested on 24 counts of arson. With his own insurance claim and testimony from the previous case being used against him, the lawyer was convinced of intentionally burning his insured property and was sentenced to 24 months in jail and a $24,000 fine. (laughs) Do I hear a hallelujah? (laughs) Ah, the sweetness of righteous judgment pronounced and carried out against the one who attempted to defraud the insurance company of its money. I have a pop quiz for you this morning regarding the lawyer in that story. Remember pop quizzes we used to get in school? Well, this is a one-question, multiple-choice exam designed to test your biblical knowledge. And here is the question. Did the lawyer in the story A 
conceive this plan to cheat the insurance company all by himself, or B, did some demonic presence whisper this devious plan into the thoughts of the lawyer and he just acted on him, or C, both A and B. Now, before you jump to a quick answer, stop and think. Was it strictly A, the lawyer's fallen nature and past experience that created his plan to deceive? Or B, was there some demonic influence that incited or prompted the lawyer to seek money through trickery or deceit? Or C, a combination of both, A and B? I'll let you think about that for a moment. (laughs) Folks, spiritual warfare is a serious biblical topic we need to be reminded of from time to time. And the reason I posed this quiz is because of a statement the Apostle Paul made in his second letter to the Corinthian believers. In the context of encouraging them to forgive and restore a man under church discipline, he writes, If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven... If there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. 2 Corinthians 2, verses 10 and 11. And I need to highlight and strongly emphasize these words, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Because that is what spiritual warfare is all about. A scheme is a secret plan for accomplishing an evil or unlawful purpose. And the Bible teaches that the devil is constantly launching his evil schemes against us in order to destroy our relationship with Jesus and neutralize our calling to serve his kingdom purposes. And I need to emphasize even that. In order to destroy our relationship with Jesus our Lord and neutralize our callings to serve his kingdom purposes. Now a majority of these operational schemes we already are aware of and pretty much can avoid. For example, there's operation substance abuse. Alcohol, drugs, both prescription and non-prescription are the primary ones. And secondly, there's Operation Counterfeit, false world religions, cults, New Age mysticism, secular philosophies, and so forth. The third operation is the Operation Occult. You know, Ouija boards, tarot cards, horoscopes, those kinds of activities come to mind. And there's also Operation Guilt, where whispered into our thoughts or are are words that were failures and we're not worthy of God's love. Satan uses that as one of his operational schemes. But there's another operation that is less known and very, very hard to detect. Yet it does just as much, if not more damage, than the ones I've just mentioned. And what is that? Be afraid. Be very afraid. And here it is. Do you need my services right now? Okay, let's just pause for a minute.
Lord, we just want to, uh, at this moment, uh, Father, ask you to use the hands and the wisdom of those that are dealing with Donna, Father. Uh, may uh, the family um, that is going with her, Lord, have a calm peace by you. That, Father, that you are in this situation. We praise your name that we had a paramedic here and that he could immediately help her. And, Father, we just thank you for that answered prayer without it ever being asked, but that you knew that that was what was needed today. Lord, we just ask now that you will just bless the rest of the service. And, uh, Father, we just pray that um, the ambulance will come quickly and that Donna will just rest in the arms of those out there that know what they are doing. Thank you, Lord. Dale, will you come and lead us in some singing? Someone got a song, quick. Forty-four. What's on forty-four? Faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Somebody give me a book with the word genie. Page 44, is that it? Grace, Great. 
our church that's alive, let's do 285. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Are you going to be there? Amen? Sure. In the key of G, we're in the key of G. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more And the morning breaks eternal bright and fair When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore And the roll is called up yonder I'll be there Now when the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. On that bright and colorless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise and the glory of his resurrection share, when his chosen ones shall gather to their own beyond the sky, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. Let us labor for the Master from the dawn to setting sun. Let us talk of all His wonders, love, and care. And then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Not affected at all. I think we left off at Operation Silent Partner. I'm going I'm to try to maybe shorten this message a little bit. So we, we will be uh, exiting on time. Dale, we may not be singing the closing hymn. Is that okay? I just needed that thumbs up. Thank you. Okay. Operation Silent Partner. This is probably a scheme you've not heard before. It's where the believer is duped into following the devil's agenda instead of God's. And is totally clueless to the fact that it's happening. So keep that description in mind of Operation Silent Partner as I continue. Because we find in the New Testament this very scheme attacking Peter a disciple of Jesus. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew chapter 16 or your phone app, whatever, Matthew chapter 16. The title of this message is Jesus Exposes and Ejects the Adversary. Although I was tempted to name this message, Whose Voice Are You Listening To? And the three brief points we'll be considering is a reversal, a rebuke, 
and a renouncement. And if I was to take this entire message and condense it down to one sentence, it would be this. We must continually expose ourselves to the whole of Scripture and not act out a partial knowledge lest we unintentionally align ourselves with the wrong voice. We must continually expose ourselves to the whole of Scripture and not act out a partial knowledge lest we unintentionally align ourselves with the wrong voice. In other words, lest we become unconscious victims of Operation Silent Partner. And the first point for our consideration involves a reversal. And this is Peter's reversal, by the way. And uh, that's what we read in Matthew 16, verses 21 and 22. Follow along on the screen here. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This will never happen to you. Why is Peter's concern that Jesus not go to Jerusalem to die deemed a reversal? Or how is that? Well, just a few verses earlier in Matthew 16 and verse 13, Jesus had asked his, his disciples who people said he were, he was. And Peter answers, well, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. In other words, you're the Messiah. And Jesus affirms Peter in verse 17 of Matthew 16 and adds that that revelation came from God. Hence his words, he says to Peter, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. Now, this revealing or revelation is based on three realities. Number one, Peter's knowledge of the Old Testament scriptures. As a boy, teenager, he's reared in the teachings of Moses, the Old Testament. So he was aware he had scripture knowledge. Number two, his experience of viewing Jesus' ministry hearing what he taught, seeing the miracles, watching his character. And thirdly, this revelation is based on actual Holy Spirit enlightenment. And these are the three parts that any of us can use in discerning the will of God in matters we ask for direction. is to take scripture, to take our knowledge of Jesus that we glean from the four biographies on his life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and upon what the Holy Spirit speaks into our thoughts. Now, at this point, Peter is aligned with God, and God gave special insight to him to recognize the Messiah. Thus, Peter is tuned in and on board with God's agenda. However, the reversal in verses 21 and 22 begins when Peter, upon listening to Jesus, speaking of going to Jerusalem, suffering, death, coming back to life, suddenly reacts against hearing what did not fit his preconceived concept of what the Messiah was going to do. Now, author Reza Aslan writes in his book, Zealot, The Life and Times of Jesus of Nazareth, these words. The Jews of Jesus' time had conflicting views about the role and function of the Messiah. Some believed the Messiah would be a restorative figure who would return the Jews to their previous position of power and influence. Others viewed the Messiah in more apocalyptic terms as someone who would annihilate the present world and build a new one, 
more, a more just world upon its ruins. And then there were those who thought the Messiah would be a king and those who thought he'd be a high priest who would correct the corruption and false worship occurring in the temple. In other words, there were a lot of different viewpoints on who the Messiah was supposed to be. And this assumption or expectation Peter had seemed to be more centered on what he wanted than on what God's word taught about the Messiah. You see, the problem here is that Peter saw only 85% of Old Testament scripture. He missed the suffering servant of Isaiah 53, where the servant of God was to suffer and be rejected. He missed that part because he was caught up in one of these other assumptions that I just listed. He missed out on Isaiah 53 in that the Messiah had to suffer and die before his kingdom rule was to commence. Peter's reversal began when Jesus' announcement did not suit his, Peter's, personal viewpoint and expectations. And it's very important to note at this point that Peter switched from following God's plan that he had been on board with now to his own man-based, it has to be my way plan. And this is where Operation Silent Partner is attacking and influencing Peter. Former pastor, just to illustrate this, former pastor and seminary professor Calvin Miller in his book, Disarming the Darkness, A Guide to Spiritual Warfare, shares a personal story that I believe illustrates Operation Silent Partner quite vividly. Remember, this devilish scheme defined as where the believer is duped into following the devil's agenda instead of God's and is totally clueless that it's happening? Well, here's what Calvin Miller writes. This was when he was in a church ministry. Some years ago, Luella, differing from the rest of the music committee, voted to buy a Rogers brand organ. The rest of them wanted an Allen organ. Luella believed that I, as her pastor, supported the godless action of the committee, and she became angry with me. Her anger caused her to regard me in the most distant manner. She wouldn't speak to me in the church. She waged a ruthless blitz of gossip among her friends who, by odd coincidence, also believed that God had led us to buy a Rogers organ. Should have bought one. For four years, Luella said nothing good about me to anyone. She turned from every opportunity to bid me a good day in the halls of the church or in the streets of our town. During an evangelistic rally, a visiting evangelist ended his sermon by calling on each of us to go to anyone who might have something against us and ask them to pray with us for reconciliation. In fact, the evangelist asked us to seek their forgiveness, even if the offense was theirs. So I mustered all the courage I could and went to Luella. I asked her if she could forgive me and join me in prayer. Pastor, I could never pray with you. Remember, I wanted a Rogers Rogers organ, and you chose to stand against me. In fact, I feel uncomfortable that you've come to me in this service to call attention to me by letting others see me refuse you in this service. Well, Luella, I replied, I want to pray with you whether or not you will pray with me without waiting for her to ask me not to. I began quietly, Lord, I thank you for my sister Luella. She has been a faithful to your church and has blessed so many of us with her great musical talent. Bless her life and her family. May she enjoy your love in the fullest way possible. In Jesus' name, amen. When I rose from the pew, Luella had, still had that firm, hard look 
that, as far as I know, still characterizes her wintry expression in church. I'm guessing that Luella felt justified in her actions towards Pastor Calvin. However, she was clueless that her anger, disrespect, gossiping, and hatred was doing Satan's will and not God's will. Operation Silent Partner at work. She became a puppet of that scheme. And not realizing it, Peter started down that same road by essentially saying, May God in his mercy spare you, Master Rabbi Lord Jesus. Or, no way, this shall not happen to you. And so we need to be very careful, if I can kind of draw this point to a conclusion, we need to be very careful to avoid the same devilish scheme that Peter fell victim to, which is, first of all, basing one's opinions and attitudes on partial scripture and not the whole. Number two, committing a reversal by promoting one's expectations and desires over God's. And thirdly, end up voicing to Jesus how we think he ought to conduct his mission. After all, Peter said, never, Lord, shall you suffer, be killed, and on the day to be raised alive. I'll tell you what you can and cannot do, Jesus. The devil's agenda was to prevent Jesus from doing God's will, going to the cross. And Peter unknowingly was on the same page as Satan. And that brings us to our second point this morning. It involves a stunning rebuke. Now, just to refresh our memories, a rebuke means a sharp disapproval, to scold, or to admonish. And we read here in Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, Jesus' response. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Get behind me, Satan, which in effect Jesus was saying, Peter, take your place behind me and be a follower, not a leader. Our Lord recognizes in Peter's words a devilish influence infiltrating Peter's mind, attempting to steer him, Jesus, away from doing God's will. And this brings the rebuke, not only to alert Peter as to what he's implying, but also to redirect him back to the correct perspective. That's like a GPS when you miss turning, recalculating. And this brings me to our second pop quiz today. How's it feel being back in school? Again, it's a one question, multiple choice exam. And here it is. Is Jesus in his rebuke speaking to A, the devil, or B to Peter, or C to both. It's it's an interesting thought because well it's no I mean, he's done, I, it's an interesting thought. If indeed Jesus is speaking to Satan, and then it's no different than what happened during the third temptation in the wilderness that Jesus was going through in Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, where Jesus refused to bow down to the devil's offer to give him all the kings of the world and said, be gone, leave, go away, Satan. But then that would confuse Peter listening to Jesus being called the Satan. Another name for Satan is adversary. So if Jesus was speaking to Peter, then the message from Jesus is, stop, you're being my adversary, you're not my leader, step back to your place of being my disciple and be a follower because you're thinking more humanly than spiritually. 
If C, then there's a message for both of them. Our Lord was aware of that demonic influence affecting Peter. Are we now beginning to see how Operation Silent Partner Scheme is manifesting itself through Peter's legitimate desire to protect Jesus and how challenging and difficult it is to discern? Our Lord exposes the core of this satanic scheme, which basically is all about taking God out of the picture. That's what this scheme's all about. It takes God out of the picture. It makes me God. It makes me telling Jesus what he can and cannot do. Centering in on our one's individual viewpoints and opinions, much like Luella in that earlier illustration. So our third point is the antidote to Operation Silent Partner starts with a renouncement. And keep in mind, renouncement means declaring that something is surrendered or disowned, to give it up. And in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25, Jesus goes on to say these words. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. If we had the time, I would enjoy, thoroughly enjoy, passing out paper and pens and have each one of you write down in five or six sentences what your understanding of what it means to deny yourself, deny yourself, and do what's on the screen here, and take up your cross. Because I'll bet you if there's 60 or 80 people in here today, we would get 60 or 80 different answers. And that's okay, because we all have probably the same basic idea. But uh, the New King James Study Bible notes explains what this text is all about. To deny oneself is not to assume some false external asceticism, but to put the interest of the kingdom first. There you go. Put the interest of God's kingdom first in all you do, think, say, and get involved in. And foremost in one's life. To take up the cross does not mean to endure some irritating burden, but to renounce self-centered ambitions. So maybe that's a good foundation or starting point for how this should go. And you know what I'd like to do is now bring this to a conclusion because I think we're just running out of time. So I'll skip my illustration. We can let that one off the screen of uh, what self-denial is all about. But to sum up this renouncement, Jesus modeled for us what denial of self is all about in the Garden of Gethsemane. Say it with me, not my will, but thine be done. That's the base of it. Not what I want, but what you want, God, even though it might cost me. So to conclude this morning's message, I have three exhortations for all of us, myself included. Number one, comes from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. So all that Peter exhort us. He says to his readers, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Number two, it is vital for us to examine our assumptions and expectations to ensure that they align with the teachings of Scripture in order to be doing God's will. And thirdly, staying within earshot of God's voice will thwart any impact from Operation Silent Partner. Can we show that 
sermon in a sentence one more time on the screen. There's sort of the roadmap of what we've done today, but click one more time, and there we go. We must continually expose ourselves to the whole of Scripture and not act out of partial knowledge, lest we unintentionally align ourselves with the wrong voice. Brother Dale, can I have you close us in prayer? Use a microphone. Oh, please feel free to use the microphone. Wow, what a great sermon. Thank you. Yeah, we should all do that. Let's pray. Father, we just really want to be obedient to your word. We want to be followers of you and denying ourselves and taking up our cross and following you. There's no better way in life in which to serve you. Your love comes so abundant and so free so easy what a joy and what a privilege it is to know you and to serve you to love you wow we are a blessed people we have the freedom to come and worship you and hear your word and, and uh, just really get connected to you uh, just so great thank you Lord for being here in our service this morning we ask you now just to dismiss us with your blessing and go before us today and uh, return us here this evening, Lord, and, uh, for a great time of fellowship and praise and singing. We pray in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Yeah, we could probably do that. Do that again. <laughs> One more time. There we go. <coughs> what key we got us in, Joan? Stand with me, please. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. One more time. And what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him, heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Okay, go on God's blessing. You're dismissed.